if you're in business, I mean, if you're not reading or studying or learning in your field for 30 to 60 minutes per day, <laughs> you got a tough slog ahead of you. Welcome to a better lifestyle. I am your host, Richard, and I will be with you throughout this journey. This show is here to empower individuals to do more in life professionally. You will find a variety of topics that will help you to be more productive and more successful. So join me and the professionals from different industries as we bring education and knowledge for more success. Hi, everybody. My name is Richard. Welcome to A Better Lifestyle. Today's topic, we're going to talk about business. And I have the pleasure to have Jack Gibson with me. And uh, he's a successful businessman. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, topic. So we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about business and uh, creating wealth. And um, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, please, Jack, please tell everybody who, who you are, who Jack Gibson is, and about maybe a brief resume of who you are in two minutes, and uh, we'll get started. Hey, Richard, thanks so much for having me on your show. It's always an honor to be asked. So I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to share with your listeners. And I've been in business for 25 years now. I actually started when I was 19. I was a freshman in college at a small liberal arts college in Michigan, Southern Michigan. And I get this flyer while I'm sitting in my dorm room playing video games or whatever I'm doing to waste time as a college kid, right? And it completely transformed my life. It was an opportunity in the nutrition field and uh, supplement business. At the time when I first got the flyer, I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do anything else. I'm comfortable. I don't want to go sell. That's uncomfortable. I just want to be a college kid, drink beer, chase girls, try to get some decent grades to keep my parents off my back, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I had bigger vision for my future. I wanted to be in business. I wanted to create um, something special to where I could have time freedom later in life. So the opportunity became disguised as hard work, which all opportunity typically does. I jumped into that business uh, part-time while I was going to college, uh, just started selling products. The real, uh, the real pivotal day, Richard, was working on my uncle's farm. I was clearing off debris, you know, like he had just bought uh, 50 so acres of new farmland and he already owned like 500. So somebody's got to go clear off all the, like the sticks and all the limbs and debris, right? So I was that guy. So I spent, I don't know, 20 hours. Um, it was terrible work. And I get done. I turn in my timesheet. It gives me $100. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That was the worst work I've ever done. It was so hard. And I get and lonely and discouraged. Like it's just discouraging work. And I get $100. And I just sold a nutrition program for 200 bucks, made $100 profit, which took me 15 minutes. Right then and there, I said, I'm never working for anybody again. Profits are better than wages. I'm going into business. <laughs> and uh, so that's where that's where I also, that's where it started. And I've never looked back. And now I have five companies. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations. Well, you know, 
Thank you. But um, it's also a blessing and a curse, right? Because um, starting up businesses is very difficult. It's very, uh, takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of focus and it's very hard and it's discouraging. And so, yes, there's some parts that are great and some parts that kind of suck. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm always honest. <laughs> uh, at least that's good. <laughs> uh my first question is then uh so how do you how does someone create wealth now in in this day of age and uh if they want to achieve financial freedom yeah so there's three simple habits to create financial freedom inside of a decade and i'll give them to you real quick uh, number one very simple but not easy to do which is the problem and why most people don't do it is live on less than you earn Sounds great. Sounds simple, but we also get 10,000 marketing messages per day that are thrown at us. All of those marketing messages are now hyper-targeted based on our interest as well. Well, most of them anyways. So now we're seeing messages that, you know, you talk about, it's crazy. You talk about a pair of Adidas tennis shoes with your wife, and then they show up on your Facebook feed. <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> how does that happen well alexa's listening in on your conversation or something right so we get all these marketing messages so it does make it tough we want to keep up with the joneses we see on social media all these people that are living these incredible lives and we want we want that now instead of delaying gratification and getting it later when we're actually financially in a position to be able to do it responsibly so that's habit number one. Habit number two is focusing on increasing your skills, and that will inevitably lead to a higher income. Out of the two, to me, it's very simple math. The math dictates which of the two is more important. You, there's no ceiling. There's no cap on how much money you can earn. It's only a function of your own imagination, vision, um, and hard work. Whereas you can only cut back so far to where then you cut back too far and now you're not going to be able to stick to it. It's like a hyper-restrictive diet. If we cut it back too much and we don't give ourselves any you know, immediate gratification, then we've gone too far and we won't be able to stick that and sustain that. Right. So we've got to be able to to create something that's sustainable. And typically you can only cut back to uh, a certain point of which you know, you're, you're going to bust <laughs> just gonna, like, I can't take it. I surrender. And then you just go on a, a spending splurge, same thing that people do with diets. Right. So I think the focus is more on step two. You got to have step one. You got to have that fundamental down. You got to be able to live on less than you earn, but step two, this is where, you know, we can really score. We can really create some big, big, um, you know, swings and wealth. And then step three, habit number three is take your Take that extra money that you're banking and invest that into assets that are going to create additional streams of recurring revenue. I like real estate. There's other assets, though, that you can buy that create streams of re uh, residual income. So uh, real estate is well over 50% of my total portfolio because of the stability of the asset class. It has five different wealth accelerators. Um, instead of one or two, like most other assets, it's it holds its value. It's finite in supply. Those are all things that make me love real estate. But for example, I mine Bitcoin so I can create a stream of passive income off of 
um, you know, mining Bitcoin and participating in the blockchain network. And so we want to be doing those three steps over and over and over again. And then over the course of time, your passive income will eventually be so great from these streams of income that you have, you're financially free. And that's when you're the income that you have from your assets covers all of your normal month to month living expenses. Mm-hmm. That's the playbook. That's what I followed and we're financially free. So one of the challenges uh, in business is uh, raising capital. So how does someone overcome that uh, obstacle and what are the different uh, avenues for someone to, uh, to raise capital? I've bootstrapped um, most of my companies except for my real estate company. I've that's a very capital intensive business, but I bootstrapped and and for the listener, what does that mean? I didn't know what that meant when I first heard <laughs> it. Right? Uh, that just means when you're bootstrapping, you are you uh, utilizing your own funds to uh, invest into your own business. Like you don't have outside forms of capital coming in. You don't have loans. You don't have anything like that. So I bootstrapped uh, four of the five operations. Now, how do you raise capital? Uh, well, you you got to have a Rolodex of people that know, like, and trust you. And how do you do that? That takes time. That's how you show up as a human over consistently over a course of several years. That's you being interested in other people instead of trying to be interesting. You're interested building up a relationships of people that know, like, and trust you is how you raise capital. I've got a guy who was referred to me by a longtime friend, Gary. Gary, you know, we've done business together. He's bought real estate for me. I bought computers from him. You know, we're friends. He tr- he likes the way that I operate in my principles for my life, right? He knows that he can trust me. So he sent me Bob and Bob's a whale. So I got a $2 million line of credit from Bob for our real estate business. It's amazing. Now I have other investors or other people that I could go to, but I don't really need to because that's enough, you know, line of credit to to do what we need to do in that business. And then on top of that, you know, I bootstrapped that business myself in terms of like a lot of the a lot of the startup, a lot of the things that we did initially. It was just, you know, me taking profits from my sales and reinvesting back into my business. So I think like in terms of an entrepreneur that's listening that wants to grow wealth out of an eight, we have an $8 million net worth. I'd say uh, about 60% of that is in our private businesses. So building up your own private business, increasing the revenue, increasing their earnings. That's the fastest way to grow your own net worth because, well, you own a hundred percent of that equity. Whereas when you invest in, in other people's companies, aka stocks or whatnot, then you're you you're investing into something that you have no control of and you don't have a hundred percent equity of. So I like uh I like building teams, driving revenues, and forcing my wealth up with my own skills and actions versus just waiting passively and waiting for 40 years for other people to drive my wealth up. So what do you say to someone who who wants to become an entrepreneur? They're uh, 
how can I say that? Uh, they don't feel like they have the spirit of an entrepreneur, but they want to get in business. What would you say to them? <laughs> don't do it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, here's the thing that you have to have realistic expectations in going in as an entrepreneur. You have to know this. I just actually created a post and you know, it's, it's, it's an attention grabber, right? It's a short form video reel on Instagram. And I said, this is, this is going to be released in the next couple of weeks. I don't know how it'll do, but I said, building businesses, building six, uh, or sorry, seven and eight figure businesses has been very easy for me. Um, I'm always featured on, you know, in, in, uh, Forbes magazine or, or Inc magazine. Right. And then I, then I said, no, I'm kidding. Realistically, it takes me five years to build a business, <laughs> like to where it's profitable and I have excess cash flows kicking off, and that it's that it turns into where I say, "Oh yeah, it's worth it." So as an as you're looking at being an entrepreneur, you have to know going in. There's three stages that you're going to come into. Stage one is the it's not worth it stage. This is where you're putting in ten units of work and you're getting one unit of pay, and you're thinking to yourself man, I was really stupid for having done this. I'm putting in all this time and energy and money and I'm stressed out and I'm not making squat. I'm making, I'm making, I'm not getting paid for the time I'm putting in. That is stage one. You have to go through stage one in any entrepreneurial business. You cannot escape it. I don't know how long it'll last. For some, it's short. For some, it's very long. Um, probably for most, it's somewhere in between. A couple, you know, at least a couple of years. And uh, you have to work through that that pain, so to speak. Stage two, this is where you say, oh, yeah, starting to be worth it. You're putting in 10 units of work and you're getting seven to 10 units of pay. You're starting to say, oh, I'm starting. This is starting to happen. It's starting to like I'm starting to, to kind of get my my uh, my groove. Right. And then stage three. This is the ultimate entrepreneurial dream. This is where you say. I'm not worth this much. This is where you're putting in 10 units of work. You're getting 100, 100 units of pay. This is where you're putting in one unit of work. You're getting 100 units of pay. This is where you're putting in one unit of work and you're getting 1,000 units of pay. This is where you say, wow, like I'm living the dream. And then typically, if you're really an entrepreneur, that's when you say, I got an itch. I want to do it all over again. And then you go do it all over again and you go through the pain of stage one and question yourself and say, why did I do it? <laughs> so what would you, so what, uh, uh, so what are the, it's, it's nice the way you put it up, <laughs> the way you put it together. Uh, so what would you, what would you say are key traits of an entrepreneur? Number one trait you have to have as an entrepreneur, persistence. If you have persistence, you can make it. If you don't have persistence, you you just can't make it as an entrepreneur. So persistence isn't a skill. It's not anything that you need to go take a class, read a read a uh, book, get a coach to do. Like persistence is just you getting knocked down and getting right back up, getting knocked down, getting right back up. Two steps forward, three steps back. Three steps forward, two steps back solving problems getting hit with problems that you didn't even know that you didn't know were possible because <laughs> there's when you start a business you got to remember like 
you're probably going to suck at it, okay? Because if you're anything like me, you suck at everything that you first start. So when I first started playing golf, terrible. First couple years of marriage, I was pretty awful. First couple years of fatherhood, I was bad. First couple years in business, very, very bad. So there isn't anything that like I've done that I look back on. I'm like, oh yeah, right out of the gate, I was good. No, I was I was always bad. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the experience. I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's what happens. You get into these business, you get into a business and you just did not simply know what you didn't know. And you have to learn that through experience, trial and error, taking your hits, getting back up. So hundred percent. Napoleon Hill said it in his classic think and grow rich. He said, if there's one quality that you could have, it's persistence because this will enable you to overcome the, the, the dark shadow that seems to follow you around all the days of your life and thwart your every effort. That's how it feels as an entrepreneur. You got this dark shadow that is sabotaging you and you have to be able to win out against that you know, that whatever that, that is, that, that sabotaging your success, you have to stay long enough to where that just gives up and, and then you, and then you win. Mm. Uh, so what would you say, uh, for, cause business is what, well, any success is, is about longevity. How does someone pass the test of time in business? I think the most important thing is to build teams. You know, I just, um, I texted my partner in self-storage. It's one of my five companies. I run a company that we help investors to invest as a syndicate. Uh, so these are higher earners, higher accredited investors, higher net worth investors that want to get um, stronger and safer returns on their capital. And my self-storage fund is typically delivered 22 to 28% historical returns the last 12 years. So I don't really know too many places that you can place your capital uh, where you can get that kind of return. And historically speaking, it's, you know, it's been pretty point spot on, right? It's been on point. So he said, I said, okay, so he had a billion dollar, he has almost on the cusp of a billion dollar company. And I said, like, well, what did you, what's your key? Like, how did you do this? It's amazing. I mean, I'm not even close to a billion-dollar company in any of mine. And even totaling all five up, it's not even anywhere near that. And he said, find great partners. And I have to look back at my successes and my business successes because I found great partners. I have created relationships with great quality people that have shared values. So... Our shared values are what get us through and help us solve problems when adversity strikes. And if you're growing a business, adversity will hit. It is inevitable. So your partnerships, your teams, you have to have shared values so that you guys attack and operate from the same mindset and the same ways of being, doing, and, 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 and acting, right? So that's the most important thing in my book is if you want to be great in business, build great teams. And that all comes from first finding great partners. Uh, the economy might go to some rough times in the next few months. <laughs> might? 
<laughs> might so we'll see what's gonna <laughs> we'll, we'll see what's gonna happen yeah are are there uh, great opportunities in these times and what can people do like uh to prepare themselves oh yeah these are the best of times for those that are prepared <laughs> i mean look in these types of times assets go on sale right good quality assets are on sale right now at screaming bargain basement prices bitcoin is at its what would look like at its market bottom i don't know that nobody knows that for sure but bitcoin is trading right now at 20,000 and the realized price of bitcoin is 23,300 which simply means that that's the average cost basis of everybody that's in the market they're holding bitcoin for an average cost of 23,300 so that typically is where bitcoin bottoms out where people don't want to sell it because they don't want to lose. They want to wait for it. They'll just hold it and wait for it to go back up above their cost basis, right? Just simple, simply just investor psychology makes sense. If I'm holding Bitcoin at a cost of 23 and it's at 20, I don't want to sell it. I, didn't, I want to wait till it goes back up. <clears throat> so that's just, an, just giving an example. That is a great, that is a great uh, opportunity to accumulate more Bitcoin, more Ethereum, more crypto at very bargain basement prices. Same things happening in the stock market. Stock market's down 25% um, as, as a whole. That's the time where most people make their money as if they buy into these types of market weakness. The most dangerous times to be buying is when the markets are flying high. That's when you're at most risk, but that's also when you feel most comfortable. So you need to go against your emotions, go against your grain and act uh, what appears to be not in your self-interest of protection, of protecting yourself, but you're actually protecting yourself and, and hedging yourself and lowering your cost basis when you invest into the markets when they're when they've dropped like a rock. And the same goes in business. You know, this is going to be tougher times, but it also is an incredible opportunity to accumulate more market share in your business because other people may be playing it safe. They may be retreating. They may be dropping their advertising spend. If you can stay aggressive and really getting after it right now. It's a great time to to be growing your business and positioning yourself, even if you're not growing it. If you're if you're just staying in the game, you're positioning yourself for the next market boom. Then you're doing the right thing. By the way, I just want to say a disclaimer: this was not financial advice, so please do your own research before you make any decisions. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, man. <laughs> uh, so if someone is not if someone is not winning right now at the moment in business and uh, financially, what would you say to them? Like they're dealing with all kinds of adversity Self, challenges. Yeah, self-doubt, adversity. Obstacles. Obstacles. Just doesn't ever, can't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I would say you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Like if you're in that position and those are the things that you're thinking you're part of the 3% club that's willing to do the uncomfortable, that's willing to go against the grain, that's willing to step out of your comfort zone and take on a greater level of pain. There's nothing great that happens in life without a level of pain. Go to the gym. What happens? I lift weights. It hurts. 
it burns. I break down my muscle tissue is what I'm doing. I'm breaking it down so that then I have good quality protein, grab my post good quality post workout shake, right? That comes in, rushes in. And what does it do? It's just, it's, it's repairing those tiny little rips in your muscle tissue. So you broke down first to then gain strength. This is the same thing in business. You're going to get broken down a bit and then that's how you become, you're going to become stronger and smarter and more skilled. And that's where you're really going to learn the most is when things aren't going well. So embrace it. You're not dumb. You're not, you're not, you didn't make mistakes. You're not, um, nobody's smarter than you. Nobody's better than you. You're just going through what you have to go through in order to become the highest version of yourself. So embrace it. Love it. I love it when I'm going up against a challenge and when the chips are against me, I, it's when I'm at my best. So what would you say? So why, why would you think people, uh, why would you think people fail in business? They don't have persistence and discipline. You know, they, um, they are not constantly, uh, evolving in their learning. They're not hungry for knowledge. If you're in business, I mean, if you're not reading or studying or learning in your field for 30 to 60 minutes per day, <laughs> you got a tough slog ahead of you. It's not going to be all that great because you're not evolving and learning. You, you're only acting off the current knowledge and experience that you have. What you have is it's, it's just not simply enough to get you to where you want to be. So we need to be constantly reading and learning and emulating people that have walked the path before you do you have a coach do you have somebody that's done what you want to do that could give you the you know advice and help you tweak your plan find that person they're out there they want to help you people want to pour into other people you might have to pay them you probably should pay them you know sometimes it can work out where you can catch somebody that doesn't need or doesn't want the money and they'll, they'll be willing to mentor you. Those are few and far between. So shell out the cash, invest into yourself. There's no greater investment you'll ever make than investing into your own skills. I'm a multimillionaire because I've invested so heavily into myself. I can't quantify it. That's the problem. I don't know how much I've made from what I've invested in myself. I know exactly how much I've made from my stocks, my crypto, my real estate. I don't know how much I made from the real estate between my ears. However, I do know that that's the responsible for the greatest amount of wealth creation that we've been able to do. Hmm. So what are the stuff that you're working right now at the moment? So I started Indestructible Wealth, my financial coaching br uh, brand uh, about a year and a half ago. I had built up a successful direct sales business. I had built up a real estate company. Um, still, you know, that still has a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of things that we can do better and optimize. Um, but, you know, it, it built it up to the point where I realized that I wanted to do something where I'm mentoring and teaching and training younger entrepreneurs, younger professionals, how to grow wealth. Essentially, I'm 44, so I wanted to be able to have a chance to speak to my 22-year-old younger self that I never was able to have 
these types of conversations with because I don't have a time machine, unfortunately. Uh, if I did, I'd go back in time and I'd talk to my 22-year-old self. <laughs> but since I don't have that option, I want to talk to other people that are in that kind of same same uh, stage where they're trying to uh, figure the game of business and money out. Uh, they just need somebody to help to guide them. So I created this platform as a way to mentor and teach and train and help pour into other people what I've learned. And also, it's a great uh, platform for me to help promote my other four companies. So my Indestructible Wealth is my marketing brand that I've created. And I believe uh, digital branding, personal branding, digital marketing is going to be content creation where you're, you're providing good quality, valuable content to help other people solve a problem. Over the next decade, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and more um, important as part of your overall marketing strategy to grow all, you know, everything that you're doing. So this to me is a play and it's, I'm in stage one, Richard, in this business. I mean, it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm in stage one. I'm putting in 10 units of work and I'm getting a half unit of pay. All right. But I do know, like I have a long-term vision for where this is going. I know exactly where I'm going with it. I know what my message is, who it's for. So I'm just going to keep putting it out there because I'm competing with Tony Robbins, Dave Ramsey, you know, uh, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet. I'm correct. I'm competing with all of them for everybody's attention. It's a very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult to break in. So the prize, though, the prize is is worth the promise because now I've got a. a marketing channel that can then can bring people partners in for my direct sales business um those that are you know just really getting started that are younger that want to make more money and they're interested in nutrition i can help them right i can help them make more money i can help people investors get into real estate i can help them buy property and and uh, self-storage and turnkey real estates you know single family rental property i can help them mine bitcoin if they want that's a that's a that takes a year to set up a pro the all the things that you need to be able to mine Bitcoin successfully. I got that figured out. It took us a year. It was very hard. It took us, uh, you know, our parts were stuck in China for months, but we got that. So now investors, if they want to come in and mine Bitcoin with me, their machine will be right next to mine on the on the rack. <laughs> They're gonna pay a little bit more than I did, right? Because it's a, a marketed up for for a profit, but they're still getting a very fair deal, and that's. That's the way I look at like what I'm doing with this to feed all the other channels. And I think that anybody listening that's an entrepreneur strongly needs to consider their own content creation play, play the long game, play it for the next five years, and you're going to be pleasantly surprised at how your life transforms by helping other people transform their lives. Mm. Where can uh, where can people find you on uh, social media or uh, the internet? Well, the best way is just go to my website, myindestructiblewealth.com. It's got my blog, which my blogs are ridiculously good, Richard. Um, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> packed with personal stories, sarcasm, some um, explicit language occasionally if to really catch somebody and make a point. <laughs> Not too much, just enough. And um, so yeah, my blogs, my, uh, podcast is right there. I also have my, I wrote a book called the 
uh, Building Indestructible Wealth. It's the six-figure earner's guide to building a multi-million dollar portfolio. It's only $4.95. Instantaneous download with the audio book. I have two courses as well on my site that they can take uh, that are affordable that will teach them uh, finance and how to build wealth. That's my exact playbook that I've used. And then um, in addition, I do one-to-one financial coaching. I have a 90-day blitz uh, promotion going on right now where they can they can uh, work with me one-to-one for a pretty, pretty uh, I would say, very, very fair price uh, based on what I bring to the table. Uh, they can work with me in a very like you know intimate setting and really dive into their own plan. I work with people that I have a I'm working with a kid who has you know twenty thousand bucks to work with, and I got a couple that make six hundred grand a year. I I can teach either set depending on their situation. I can teach them what to do. So yeah, I mean primarily uh, social channels. Richard is Instagram. It's just indestructible wealth. And then LinkedIn, um, it's just my name. I'm on there as Jack Gibson. So yeah, come find me, come interact, come ask questions. I answer everybody's questions that that messages me. I don't ever leave anybody hanging. I mean, unless they ask me a question like, hello, how are you? <laughs> don't you get those all the time? <laughs> hello, how are you? What a way, like, come on, like what? I don't know. I don't want to interact with you. I'm too busy. You're priced. You're selling me something. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, I'll have the information on the show notes. So, uh, for people, uh, who want to get in touch with you. So, uh, at the end of, uh, the podcast and the recording, because it's audio and video. Yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot, Jack, for being here and accepting my invitation. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Pleasure. Uh, it was a really fun talking to you and uh, I got a lot of insights and I hope uh, I hope the listeners and the viewers are, are going to get some great insights uh, out of that. I know I did. Uh, so uh, thank you, Jack, once again. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching to this podcast. Welcome to A Better Lifestyle. Uh, my guest today was Jack Gibson and uh, my name is Richard and thank you for listening and watching and we'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Jack. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.